Good morning and welcome to Ask Andy. This is a daily podcast about personal injury practice in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm Andrew Newworth. You can reach me on the web at newworthlaw, N-E-U-W-I-R-T-H-L-A-W.com or by phone at 215-259-3687. So I want to talk to you today about wrongful death cases. Um, you know, essentially there are unfortunately situations where people you know, die as a result of the negligence of other people or other institutions. And, you know, it may sound strange, but there are, um, you know, lawsuits are brought on behalf of deceased people all the time because, you know, when the deceased person leaves behind family and, you know, dependents like children. And also, you know, there's... A, t- a, p- a place in the world to seek compensation for the suffering that your loved one went through, um, you know, between the injury and death. So there are a couple different, you know, ways to pursue these cases. They're always, you know, serious cases and they're always worth investigating. Sometimes the case turns out not to be a case. Um, I've had probably, I'd say, four or five death cases, you know, in the past four or five years where I I didn't believe there was a case, so we didn't actually end up pursuing one. Um, You know, I think oftentimes there was a connection between the negligence and the death, but not always, you know, a case that could be proven down the road. But, you know, in the motor vehicle context, uh, those are, you know, they're a little more clear. Basically, there's a crash and somebody dies, whether it's the fault of the um, other driver or the fault of a pothole um, you know, oftentimes the motorcyclists are more likely to die than the car passengers just because they have less protection from, uh, from, you know, someone else's negligence. So, you know, in, a, in your basic death case, what we look at is two, two things. One, you know, are there survivors like children, wives, um, who were dependent upon the person and was the person you know, making a living was what did they give some financial benefit to people around them apart from just the emotional benefit? Because financial benefit, you know, in a younger person will stretch on for a long period of time and increase damages and increase the amount of money that we can give from the proceeds of the lawsuit to the children um, or to the spouse. Now, The other part of these cases is, you know, was, did the person suffer? And it's kind of like a little ghoulish or morbid, but there are situations where people die instantly and then it's sort of hard to prove that they suffered. But there are other situations where an hour or two hours or 12 hours goes by between the injury and death. And then, you know, you can fairly easily establish, I would say, that the person suffered uh, between the incident and their death. So, you know, in order to have pain and suffering, you need to be, you know, to some extent alive. There's is kind of a gray area where sometimes if you're knocked unconscious or rendered unconscious by a crash and you're unconscious and then you die, there's a legal argument to be made over whether you experience pain and suffering. And sometimes we bring in experts to talk about, you know, moments of suffering or moments of pain, this and that. 
But that's sort of a little advanced. Basically, there are two claims in each of these cases. One is for the survivor, um, and one is for the wrongful death. They are both the same, you know, they're brought in the same lawsuit. They're both brought as a claim for damages as a result of negligence. Uh, I'm, you know, often involved in cases against the city of Philadelphia for potholes. Uh, I'm often involved in cases involving you know, car crashes, and sometimes involved in cases involving medical malpractice. Um, you know, the medical malpractice death cases are sometimes, um, you know, they're, they're a little more attenuated, meaning there's, a, you know, more complex series of events between the negligent incident and death. But they are no less serious just because they're complicated. So, look, in your basic wrongful death case, you would have a claim for the survivors and a claim for the dead person's uh, suffering, what they went through. And, you know, in brief, just like any other case, the, you know, purpose is to hold the responsible party liable and to try and, you know, adjust what that person or what society is doing to make sure it doesn't happen again. So that's, you know, kind of how I look at my job in the world. I'm sort of like a, a check and a balance on, um, you know, what happens in everyday life that upsets people or that makes your life, you know, tougher. So for the most part, there's no one telling the city of Philadelphia to repair its streets. There's some public outcry, but really the city doesn't, you know, make a huge push. They, they say they do sometimes, but they really, in reality, don't. Um, so what happens? Well, they get sued by people like me because they injure my clients. You know, there are other situations where people don't follow the building codes and, and people are hurt. Like, you know, I regularly pursue carbon monoxide cases. Why do, why should there even be a carbon monoxide case? There really shouldn't if you're following the building codes and you're using, you know, decent licensed contractors and you have carbon monoxide detectors in the home. You shouldn't have a carbon monoxide poisoning incident case or situation. It just shouldn't happen. But people use crappy contractors. Contractors say they don't they know what they're doing when they don't. Landlords or building owners don't put carbon monoxide detectors in, etc. You know, or you know, in the dog bite situation, people have aggressive dogs. They know their dogs are aggressive. And they don't do anything about it. And then when the dog bites someone, you know, nobody's really that surprised. So, you know, that's kind of how I perceive my role in life. It happens to revolve around dollars and, and extracting money from people who don't want to give me money. And it's primarily from their insurance companies. So the amount of pain I can inflict upon a responsible party is really just taking their insurance. Um, so that's, you know, a little less rewarding than you know, having someone pay me out of their pocket, but it actually functions the same way because most people would not be able to pay me out of their pocket for some of the uh, negligence they've caused. So bottom line is I really do enjoy holding people accountable. I really do think that it does make a difference in the safety of our society. Um, you know, the wrongful death cases are, are ones that require a tremendous amount of care and attention. And they are also ones that are taken seriously, you know, by both sides. They're not ones that really anyone's disputing, 
you know, the severity or the seriousness or the gravity of the situation. That's enough for today. Hope you have a great week. It's Ask Andy. I hold people accountable.